How do I find a new job? How can I make a career change? And the biggest question of all, can I really find a career that I love? Hey, my name is Jen Smith, and I believe career success doesn't have to be at the expense of living a radiantly happy and healthy lifestyle. As a former HR leader and recruiter turned career coach, I get what companies are looking for when hiring top talent. What that means for you is an unmatched combination of insider knowledge and the best kept secrets about making heart-based career changes and navigating the ups and downs of job searching in today's world of work. Whether you're a recent graduate navigating the job market for the first time or a seasoned professional ready for a career change, this show is for you. So grab your coffee or your kombucha, pull up a seat and get ready to be challenged and inspired to move beyond your self-doubt and take the right next steps towards landing a career you love. Because you deserve a long, radiantly happy and healthy career. This is the Flourish Careers Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Flourish Careers Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Smith, and I'm excited to be here today to talk with you about the recipe to make a proactive, personalized, and heart-based career change. In the last episode, we dove into 10 ways to know if it's time for a career change, along with some of the struggles that you might be feeling. And if you're experiencing any of those struggles, or you've decided it's time for a change, then this episode is for you. And I get it. Making a career change can feel a bit like crafting an exquisite gourmet meal for the first time. Prepping a novelty dish with rare ingredients infused with original flavors requires skill. The presentation of the food on the plate alone is an art. And unfortunately, not all of us are considered gourmet chefs. If you know me, you know I love creating healthy recipes, and one of my favorite mantras is nourish to flourish. Although if you asked me to create a gourmet meal without the proper training or instruction, I wouldn't even know where to begin. Prepping a gourmet meal for the first time is not unlike making a career change for the first time. It isn't easy to know where to start when you've spent seven or 10 for 15 years in one path. And as a career coach specializing in career changes, I've created a recipe for you to make a personalized and proactive career change. So let's consider this a healthy and nourishing recipe for you. And just like any good recipe, we're gonna start with the main ingredients. And the three main ingredients you need for a healthy career change include three parts mindset, two parts clarity, and a healthy dash of transferable skills. You're going to mix all of that together to create your heart-based development plan. And while you're at it, pour yourself a glass of champagne to celebrate taking the first step toward cultivating a career you love. So now that we have our ingredients, let's move into the step-by-step instructions. So step number one is that you have to reset your mindset. Having an open mindset is the number one most essential ingredient for a career change. You must open your mind to the possibilities. 
Full disclosure, when I first started this work, I was nervous to talk with people about mindset. Although I quickly realized that mindset is the foundation and the backbone needed to make a change happen. It's the main ingredient. So I ask that you would open your mind and start to make the space to bring in the new. It means taking care of your body, your mind, and your spirit, and allowing the magic of mindfulness to help you see all the goodness as you make your change. This is such an important ingredient that I'm likely going to dedicate an entire episode to it, so stay tuned. So once you've opened your mind to all the possibilities, it's time to gain clarity on what's next. And when I talk with job seekers and career changers about gaining clarity, there are three key parts here. So first is taking time to identify the industry that you want to make an impact in or something that's interesting to you. So if you think of a funnel, the industry is at the top of the funnel. And then from there, you want to narrow down to companies within that industry that are aligned to your core and lifestyle values. And then from there, you want to look at the types of roles that generate your energy. There's one caveat here with roles, and that is job titles mean different things at different companies. And jobs open and close by the minute. So what I would say here is consider starting at the top of the funnel with the industries that you're interested in, then narrow down in on companies that are a match for your core and lifestyle values. And then from there, check out the types of roles that that organization offers. So the clarity has three components. It's the industry that you're interested in, the companies that are aligned to your core and lifestyle values, and then the kinds of work or the kinds of roles that generate your energy. Once you have clarity on what you're looking for, it's time to sprinkle in your transferable skills and experiences. And this part can be really tricky for folks. And so I'm gonna actually add a guide to transferable skills in the show notes for you so you can dive into this in more detail. But transferable skills are defined as a skill you've used in one role or industry that would also be useful in another type of role or a different industry. And transferable skills can fall under a number of different categories, and they can come from any expertise or experiences you have. So they can be soft skills like communication or having tenacity, They can be hard skills like coding or Microsoft Excel mastery. An example of something that might not be a transferable skill is something like a specialty skill. So those would be things that are only applicable to a specific job. And so one that comes to mind for me is if you are, let's say, a dental hygienist, cleaning teeth is a critical skill that probably won't transfer to much else. However, a dental hygienist probably has a lot of skills that are transferable in the right context. So a dental hygienist probably has amazing customer service skills and the ability to make patients feel safe and comfortable, especially if you're like me, who really gets anxious when I go to the dentist. 
And so these are highly transferable skills into a new role or a new industry. So to hone in on your transferable skills, you want to think about first where you want to go and what skills are required to be successful in that new industry or that new role. And if you aren't sure, you can pull up a few different job descriptions or you could review LinkedIn profiles of people that are doing the job that you want. And you can start to look at what types of requirements or what types of themes start to appear. You could also set up a couple informational interviews with people that are working in your target industry and talk to them about the skills that are most important. So keep in mind that as you identify your transferable skills, you can use experiences that were from a professional perspective, an academic perspective, a personal perspective, volunteering, all of that counts as you're building your transferable skills. So once you have an inventory of your transferable skills and experiences, it's time to mix together all the ingredients to craft your heart-based career development plan. And when you think about it, at its core, career development planning is the process of identifying and taking action around the skills, behaviors, and experiences necessary to prepare for your future role. And when you're crafting your heart-based goals and career plan, there's three areas that you want to focus on. First is experience. Second is exposure or your network. And then third is education. According to the Center for Creative Leadership, 70% of adult learning comes from experiences. 20% comes from exposure or working with others and 10% comes from education. So let's break this down. In terms of experiences, this is all about gaining critical experiences for moving into a new role. So if you listen to the previous episode, I shared a story about how I moved from operations management into human resources management. And one of the critical experiences I needed was working in a union environment. So I took my operations management experience and went and worked in a union environment. That opened doors for me to move into human resources. So what you want to do with experience is you want to get out there and you want to do it. Again, 70% of development comes from on-the-job learning, which includes stretch assignments, volunteer opportunities, freelancing, taking on an apprenticeship, starting a side gig, figuring out what you can do to gain experiences or even highlighting your transferable experiences in a new way. From there, you want to think about exposure or network. Who can you meet with? Who can you learn from? Who can help you with this change? Another statistic here is that 85 or more percent of jobs come from networking. And as I mentioned before, 20% of adult learning comes from learning from others in the form of mentoring, visibility, feedback, and coaching. So building your network and getting exposed to the right people is a game changer when it comes to making a career change. 
So what you want to do here is I always encourage folks to start with your current relationship. So make a list of your friends, your family, your neighbors, your aunts, your uncles, anyone you know. And this is this is where, really where your planning can become more comfortable versus feeling like you have to reach out to strangers. So you can also join professional organizations with people that are like-minded. Join online groups are totally becoming a thing. And you can find them on LinkedIn. You can find them on Facebook. I've had clients find groups on Slack that have opened new opportunities for them. Remember, everybody knows somebody. So when you're working through a career change, tell everybody you know. And think about how you're comfortable meeting connections, meeting new people, and then create plans from there. And then the last bucket here is education. So as I mentioned, 10% of learning comes from education. Most people think that education is the number one thing they need to do to move into a career. And I would challenge that thought. So please don't talk yourself out of a new opportunity because you think you need to go back to school. Now, don't get me wrong. If you want to be a doctor, you're going to need to go back to school. But in most professional roles, there are plenty of ways to learn. So what you want to do here is compare your ideal role and your current role and past experiences and determine where the gaps are. So again, you can research bios of people who do the kind of work that you want to do. You can use LinkedIn to map out individuals who do the work, see how they started and see how they've grown and where they evolve and where they've evolved in their career. You can research trends to see how things have evolved so far and what experts predict are around the corner. And so from there, what you want to do is create what I would call a learn list and determine how you want to learn. Personally, I've learned a ton about business through podcasts. Of course, nowadays, there are endless online courses and certifications you can take. Reading books and articles can teach you a ton. Attending conferences, virtual or in-person, are a fabulous way to learn about a particular topic. For me, virtual conferences have been wonderful. I'm pretty introverted, and so... It takes a lot for me to actually go in person to a conference, but if it's online, I'm totally in. (laughs) So again, what you want to do is think about what would be comfortable for you and apply that in your career development plan. So you want to think through the experiences that you're going to need to close the gap if there is a gap. You want to think through who can help you and support you in making this change. And then you want to think about what you need to learn in order to make the change. Experience and exposure are the two biggest buckets to weigh when you're working through creating your career development plan. So now that we dove into the recipe, I thought I'd bring it together with an example. So I'm going to take Jacob, a former client, and share his story with you. So his goal was to make both a role change and an industry change. So he was transitioning from a quality control specialist at a food and beverage company into a team leader role at an outdoor recreation company. And he had three organizations that were a fit for his values. 
West Marine, Mongoose Bikes, and the National Parks Service. So again, this was a role change and an industry change. So referring back to our recipe, Jacob reset his mindset and committed to making the change. He worked on cultivating a growth mindset with daily, morning, and evening gratitude rituals. He gained clarity on his industry, which is the outdoor recreation industry, because he wants to contribute to helping people, especially children, spend more time outdoors instead of behind a computer screen. In terms of his role, he was ready for more responsibility. So he loves supporting operations and leading others. He's done some of that in his current role as a quality specialist, but he wanted to do more of that. He took inventory of his transferable skills and experiences, which are the fact that he has a really strong business acumen He has attention to producing quality products. He has a gritty work ethic, and he's been told he's a good coach and mentor for new employees. So now he's going to mix that all together to build his heart-based career development plan and close any gaps he might have in his experience. He's committed to expanding his network and determined what he wants to learn. So let me give you some examples here. In terms of his experience, he decided that he wanted to take on an informal leadership position at his current role. So he's going to volunteer to be the captain of the safety team, and he can do that ASAP. So as quickly as possible, he's going to go to his current job as a quality control specialist and ask to lead the safety team. And that will help him with his leadership experiences and be able to share that as he starts interviewing for a new team leader role. He also wants to volunteer at his local boat show to learn more about the boating industry. And then he's going to join a hiking group organized by the Park Service to learn more about their organization and expand his network. From an exposure or a networking standpoint, he wants to reach out to the manager of West Marine and ask him for an informational interview to learn more about his career path. Then he's going to join the local slow roll bike team to meet more people who enjoy outdoor recreation. And then he's going to search LinkedIn and social media for others who work at West Marine, connect with them, and set up informational interviews. And then from an education standpoint, he wants to seek out and register for online leadership courses specifically about giving and receiving feedback because he knows that's an area he's a little uncomfortable with. He's going to go ahead and read the book, Good to Great by Jim Collins. And then he's going to seek out and subscribe to his top progressive leadership podcast. So you can see here, he has three actions in each of those categories. It's not 25 things in each category. And he's going to go ahead and make sure he gets dates and add these to the calendar. The other thing I would say here is that these actions are fun. So career planning should be fun. It shouldn't be a dread, especially when you're aligning who you are to your career, which is the crux of heart-based career planning. So then after he's created this plan and starts doing these actions, he's going to recap. He wants to think about what did I learn that makes me love this even more? Or what did I learn that's giving me pause? And then he's going to continue to iterate and adjust accordingly. 
So remember, part of heart-based career planning is that you have to be nimble and you have to be willing to adjust accordingly. And then lastly, you must celebrate along the way. So grab that champagne and every time you accomplish one of these tasks, have a sip and celebrate. Making progress by checking in with yourself every single week is a great way to stay on track. So you could create a ritual to check in, you know, every Friday or maybe every Monday. And and I love this idea of creating an I did it list versus a to-do list. So instead of thinking of these long lists of things you have to do, maybe recap your week with an I did it list and, and take a pause to celebrate everything you've done with your career planning. Celebrating the progress you made along the way is really important because little by little, the progress adds up. Only if we notice it, call it out, and use it as motivation to keep us moving forward. And maybe you even want to take yourself out for a gourmet meal to celebrate a major milestone. So in summary, your recipe for a personalized, proactive, heart-based career development plan is first resetting your mindset to one of limitless possibilities, reflecting on what you want to do next to gain clarity by identifying industries that you want to make an impact in, companies that are a match for your core and lifestyle values, and roles that generate your energy. From there, you're going to identify your transferable skills and experiences Reclaim your path by mixing it all together with your heart-based development plan that includes the experiences you might still need to gain, the exposure or the network of people you want to be introduced to, and the things that you need to learn. And don't forget to celebrate everything. So that's all for today. Thanks so much for listening. If you are finding this podcast helpful, please consider subscribing and sharing it with a friend. I'll be back next week with an episode about how to make the time and gain momentum with your career change. Talk to you then. 